From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey friends, welcome to Karamo. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about the impact of rejection. Dun, 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 dun. Ugh, rejection, we all know what that feels like. It is one of the grossest feelings ever. It's like, why don't you hear me? Why don't you see me? Why don't you love me? Why don't you want me? Rejection is such a gross feeling and we've all experienced it, right? Right, we all have. You know, one of the deepest needs of humans is the need to belong and to be accepted. And when you are rejected in one way or another, you fail to satisfy this important need. And it causes so much anxiety and pain and hurt in all of us. No matter if you're young or you're old, rejection never feels good. Now, experts say that rejection contributes to conditions such as stress, anxiety, and depression. And research shows that the brain responds to the social pain of rejection in a similar way that it responds to physical pain. Now, you all have heard me say over and over again, emotional pain is just as real to the brain as physical pain. And the fear of rejection can lead to codependent, clingy, obsessive, jealous, or angry behaviors in relationships. Lord, I feel like I'm reading about my life when I was in my 20s. And maybe in my 30s before I met my fiance. Um, but I digress. Listen, we all understand what it feels like once you're rejected. We, we act in ways that we might not have acted before. We get really sad. We feel hurt. We get depressed. You know, we start lashing out. We do things and become a person that we might not be. Rejection hurts us so much. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about how is rejection affecting your relationship with yourself and with others? You know, one of the hardest areas to be rejected in is romantic love. Ugh. The suffering that comes with this type of rejection. 
And most of us don't even really know how to deal with that rejection in romantic relationships. But we're going to talk about that today. You know, as always, this show is about you. So you hit me up in my DMs and we get on the phone and we start talking so I can give you the advice. So right now I want to go to a caller. Sarah wrote me and said, I'm currently 37, never have been in a long-term relationship and holding on to the V card. That's virginity card for anyone who was wondering. Throughout college, when most people are dating and exploring relationship, I was in love with my best friend. I thought we'd end up married, etc. Roughly 10 years later, he came out to me. I've never even looked at another guy during those years due to thinking I'd be with him forever. Since then, I've been on and off of dating apps and trying to meet guys in real life with no success. I've been catfished, stood up, ghosted, you name it, it's happened. There are times when I just want to give up as I feel I'll never find that special someone. And it certainly affects my confidence and happiness because I feel so rejected by men. Let's go ahead and get Sarah on the line. Sarah, how are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm good, friend. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Just just about home. Yes. A long day. <laughs> well, <laughs> ho- I'm glad that we can end our days together. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to tell you, when I got your message, I immediately responded back to you because mm-hmm. I was just so impressed with your transparency and candor. So tell me a little bit about what happened with you. I know you said you're 37, you're still a yeah. virgin, and that the guy that you were romantically after came out. Yes. Yeah, He. we had met in college, and, you know, we hit it off right away. You know, instantly we're best friends. We're doing everything together. I mean, I had gone, you know, to see his family on different holidays, and it was just one of those things that I just thought that we – that was it. Mm-hmm. We were going to be married. We were going to be together forever, you know. And so in college, I was never exploring anything. So when he came out to you, um, how did you feel? I kind of knew, I guess, that it was, I think I started to suspect that it was coming. You know, and part of me, you know, like he he was very, very scared to tell me. He, he said that I was the person that he was most scared to come out to out of everybody. You know, when he was so worried and disappointing me that I just kept, you know, it's okay, it's okay. And I don't know, it was like not disbelief, but it was just kind of just had to keep going. So so it's it's funny because you were, you know, a lot of people, I just want to bring this up a lot of times because most people don't know this, is that a lot of times when people who identify as gay or bi or some part of the spectrum are in relationships with someone who identifies mm-hmm. as straight. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of times it's not a malicious intent. Majority of the time, no. it's not malicious at all. They just they're scared of being rejected by someone who they respect, they love, yes. and that they were in some type of relationship with. And for mm-hmm. you, it was it's very sweet of you that you were empathetic and open to him and were able to be there for him. It shows a lot of your character. But what I also acknowledge is that though you were helping him through his feelings of rejection, you didn't get to deal with the fact that you were rejected. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that was the hardest part. And I still, to this day, I mean, this was probably even 10 years ago now, I still, I don't mean, I don't even know if he knew how much I felt for him, you know, because Mm -hmm. it was never addressed at all. Has he ever apologized? No, no. Yeah. And I want to clarify this for, especially for people when they 
the time that he was going through this, he's dealing with his own stuff. And, oh, of course, of course. It, but that does not excuse not being able to allow you the time for you to mourn this rejection and go through what you're going mm-hmm. through as well. And I have to tell you, immediately I understand why certain things are not working out for you in your life now in regards to relationship and why you feel rejected from these relationships that you're going on, the dates, yeah. the apps. But before mm-hmm. I share my opinion, why do you think it's what's happening? I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, you know, I I meet different people and I go out on, you know, a couple different dates and everything seems okay. They seem interested. They they ask about going out again and then it's like a complete 180. They completely change their opinion and I don't know if they're just trying to be nice or or what it is. But what I'm realizing is from that relationship that you were in for 10 years where you helped mm-hmm. the other person deal with their rejection, but you never had your rejection acknowledged, you need closure mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. You need closure. Yeah. Part of the reason is that you're not able to really move on to find the relationship that you want is because that back door is still open. It's like mm-hmm. this. My granny used to say, if you're in the house and you feel cold, and the back door mm-hmm. is open and you haven't closed it, you're always going to be cold. So right now, we need you to close that back door so that you can feel safe in your home and start to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And he is the key proponent for that. Do you still have contact yeah. with him? Um. Well, <laughs> this past year, I had gone to um, visit him and his now husband, and there were just a lot of very, very bad behavior as far as how I was treated. And, you know, so we kind of would talk here and there. And then I kind of. So he's, still, I, so he's acting like an asshole now. That's what you're telling me. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you the reason why he's acting like an asshole now. Um, because the relationship, he's always felt like a power dynamic where he's been more in charge, where he's had the power. Mm-hmm. And when that moment of where he came out to you, which you did a very beautiful and empathetic thing. And of course, I only Thank know your you. side of the story, but from what you're telling me, mm-hmm. you were beautiful, you're empathetic, you understanding. That gave him the feeling of like, now I can do and say whatever. So now, mm-hmm. yeah. as you're growing through, he's like, girl, I've moved on. And you're like, hey, yeah. I'm just still trying to be nice. <laughs> but mm-hmm. even with that, it might not get to be a conversation. And he mm-hmm. might not respond, but do you have his email address or Facebook or uh, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. What I would mm-hmm. like for you to do is for you to send him a message. And I want you to get out the things that you want of, I've never gotten a chance to really tell you this, but I was truly hurt finding out that information. I am happy yeah. for you. I'm glad you're living your truth. I'm glad you found your husband, but I was hurt. I gave 10 years of my life to you. I built a future with you in my mind. And because the minute that he did that, your trust was broken for every guy you meet on these dating apps and everywhere else. Really what it is is that you're not fully ready because you haven't gotten closure from something else. Mm -hmm. I guess I never thought about it that way, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's like I I think I've just put it in the back of my mind for so long and just try to ignore, like, it's okay, it's okay, when it's, you know, it's not okay. And that's the same thing you did 10 years ago. You put Mm -hmm. it in the back of your mind. You said, it's okay, it's okay. 
I can only mm-hmm. imagine from talking to you. I'm I'm sure the conversation went something like this. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Well, I kind of expected. It's okay. It's okay. We'll still be friends. I'll get yeah. you through this. A- am mm-hmm. I right? Is that how the conversation yeah. went? Yeah. Pretty much. Well, laying in bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either, you know? And now here it goes again. <laughs> Ten years later, you're still mm-hmm. saying it's. I mean, it's an. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's not okay for someone to reject you and for you not to get to express how you feel. It's mm-hmm. not okay for you to feel rejected and for you not to get closure from that rejection. It's not okay for you to always feel like you have to be the bigger person and that your needs can't be met. The first step of you putting yourself first is getting closure from this relationship. And then it's going to be a daily practice of any time you see yourself putting yourself second and that causing you to feel rejected You have to immediately correct that behavior and speak up for yourself. Right now, it's time for you to put yourself first. What do you want out of life? Do you want a relationship? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I I want to be married. I want children. And I think that's that's been the hardest part is that, you know, I'm 37. (laughs) And I know that it can happen at any age. But I think, you know, just because having, having kids is something that's so important to me and you know, it's like everyone around me is married and everything, you know, so it's just like constant pressure, constant eyes on me. Why aren't you with somebody? Why aren't you dating somebody? Why, you know, so yeah, that's a, a hard part too. So. Yeah, you have yeah. to. And I say to people all the time, you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive mm-hmm. yourself. You are right where you need to be and you are going to grow past this. The lessons you're getting right now is going to help someone else and it's mm-hmm. going to help you to grow. But you have to go back to day one. And day one Mm -hmm. for you is when you were laying in that bed and your ex-boyfriend said, Sarah, Mm -hmm. I'm gay. Instead of saying just okay, okay, what should you have said? Explain why I felt hurt as well. No, say it to me right now. I'm him. Say it to me. Sarah, I'm gay. I, I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Speak from your heart. What did you feel? What did you feel? I felt hurt and I was disappointed that my whole path of what I thought was going to happen in the future isn't going to happen anymore. Boom. Say it to me. I'm him. Say it. I am upset while I am happy for you and I support you. I myself am disappointed because I was looking forward to the life that we were going to build together. What else were you feeling? anxious and wishing that we could have had something more at this point. And what, what do you need from him? Tell me, what do you need from me? I need for you to be more supportive of me and to still acknowledge that we had a wonderful friendship and I, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're doing such a great job. What I'm doing is I just wanted to get the ball flowing in your head. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel like you have the courage right now to get on the phone with him and say it, email him this. Because what happens is the closure will start to happen when you get this off your chest. I don't know if I would be, you know, have enough courage to 
you know, say it over the phone to him at this point, at least right now. And that's fine. That's totally okay. That's part of your healing journey. But start to get mm-hmm. it out. Write it out. I want tonight for your homework assignment to be is to sit around the table and I want you to write down all the things that you would say to him. Take yourself back to that moment. Because as yeah. you start to heal yourself from that rejection, as you start to heal yourself from not getting closure, you're going to start mm-hmm. to feel yourself to open up and start to understand what you need when you get into these next relationships. Yeah. Rejection yeah. does not have to be a pattern of your life. I hope not. <laughs> There's no hope in it. Hope There's that. no hope in it. It will not. <laughs> rejection will not be a pattern of your life. But you have to start to take the steps right now. And step one for you is going right back there and saying, hey, I was supportive, but you was not supportive <laughs> for me. But I yeah. need to say a couple of things to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Okay, yeah. Sarah? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for your honesty and courage. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Listen, sometimes you got to go back to day 1. That's how you deal with the rejection you're feeling. Sometimes you don't realize. You think that the rejection is actually just what's happening to you in this moment, but it spawns back to maybe a parent telling you that you're not good enough or rejecting you, a classmate rejecting you, a school rejecting you, a job rejecting you, and that is playing into how you're interacting with the rest of your life. So sometimes people, friends, hear me out. Sometimes friends, you got to go back to day one and figure it out there and get the closure you need. You know, we just talked a little bit about romantic love and how that rejection hurts so much. But what about when you feel just rejected from life, period? When you feel rejected like nothing is ever going to go right. I got a direct message from a young woman by the name of Kat that really hit home with me, who I had to talk to. And I want to share with you all what she said to me in her message. She said, hey, Karamo, I feel rejected by my own life. I've always been a mother type to everyone I know. It's my God-given talent. It's who I am. But in September of 2015, I had my first miscarriage of a surprise pregnancy. And since then, I've had three more. I'm not myself anymore because of it. I'm losing my caring, giving. I'm just losing myself because I feel so rejected by fate, God, and life. I'm pretty resigned to it now, but still don't have my core identity anymore. Maybe it's more that I feel like a reject, but I also do feel rejected. (sighs) I mean, my heart is just going out for Kat. And so I want to get Kat on the line right now and speak with her. Kat, are you there? I am. How are you? I'm good, friend. How are you doing? (laughs) I am all right. Could you tell me a little bit, Kat, about what has been going on with you? Well, uh, beginning in... September of 2015, I had my very first miscarriage. It um, upended my life like I didn't think anything could. Uh, it caught me so off guard that it pretty much 
ruined me as a person. And I don't, maybe on the inside, like, you know, I can, I can carry on in everyday life with friends and family who can tell something's different, but they really don't know how different. And then I've had three more and it's been a solid year, actually almost to the day since my last one. Mm. So like, you know, I haven't spoken out because people get really uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a, a hidden secret that I would say a lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> What's the inner dialogue that you find yourself having about this and about who you are now? Well, um, before the miscarriages and, and my whole life, I've just been the mothering type. You know, that's who I am to all my friends, you know, and like lovingly so. It's It's my DNA. I can't even help it. But since the miscarriages, I've just seen that part of me diminish. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I don't care. I just, maybe I don't have it left to give, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hearing you speak, there's something that, you know, keeps sticking out at me that, you know, I really want to dive a little bit more in because I think it will help you to start to heal and process is you said your identity was around mothering. Mm-hmm. And here you are, and you're not able to quote unquote mother your own. Right. Do do you blame yourself? Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. I know the reason why now. I have a a certain blood disorder that we didn't know about. That uh, you know, when I'm pregnant, it thinks, oh, foreign body, and it and it you know takes care of the foreign body, but it doesn't realize it's you know killing the baby. Yeah. So we, we've kind of figured out why it happens. And I go, well, okay, that's science. It's almost like the the real deep down, you just have to go, did I do something mm. in my past that caused this? Yeah. Is it, did I wait too late? What if I would have started earlier? Would I have more chances? So you just start to doubt your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. So there's a lot of guilt that you're experiencing. And a lot of oh, yeah. questioning yourself. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that guilt. Uh, well, well it's, it's pretty much like, what did I do wrong that I am me and I am I am who I am, and yet I feel like I have nothing to give anymore. So it's almost the guilt of letting myself down, letting my husband down, letting my my kids that are gone. Yeah, yeah. They never had a chance. And yeah. it's all because I hope that it's not because of something I did in the past, but it could be. Yeah. I I have to tell you right now, it's not because of anything you did in the past. And that's the first thing that I think we need to start right there. Have you ever said to yourself, I forgive myself? No. (laughs) It it might be more complicated than that, but it could be a good place to start. Yeah. Can you do that with me right now and say, I forgive myself? I forgive myself. And now I want to talk about what are you forgiving yourself for? Just for not being able to fix it. Mm. See, part of this is that you are mourning the life that you wanted. You're mourning the life you thought you deserve, that you know you deserve, the life that you thought you were going to have. You're mourning all of that on top of the fact you're mourning society's expectations of you. You're mourning the loss of your child. Yeah. Like you're grieving a ghost. Yeah, you're grieving a ghost. That no one no one saw. Yeah. <laughs> so so you don't ever get the opportunity to grieve openly. Do you get to talk to people about this, like your husband or anyone? 
Yeah, yes. I've uh, I've been to some therapy. Okay. Um, I actually had uh, quit a, a job. I used to be an, an optician. And then um, after this happened, decided that maybe I should change my careers. You know, just everything changed. We we, we bought a house. I tried to do everything different. And uh, and I, I became a personal assistant because I thought, why don't I just help? Yeah. That'll help me. <laughs> yeah. Helping is my love language. Yeah. You know, when you say I do for others, we live in a culture that, first of all, tells women to put yourself second, which is not a bad mm-hmm. thing always. Like, I, I want to be very clear. My mother, she put us first. And I used, I mean, it made us great children. So it's not something that I'm saying you did bad. What I'm saying is this is the time for you now to put yourself first, to mother yourself, to make sure that you do one thing a day to tell yourself that you can heal. You've already taken a big step, which is saying, I forgive myself. If you can say that every morning to yourself, just for five seconds in the shower, eventually your mind will start to believe it and you will start Mm -hmm. to heal. You'll get stronger each day. Yeah. Kat, I have to tell you, I appreciate you so much. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Listen, the rejection that you're feeling from life will start to go away as you start to forgive yourself and as you give yourself space to mourn and to heal. Yeah, and just saying I'm sorry to myself, which is going to be hard, but we're going to do it. Yeah, day in and day out. And don't feel embarrassed by opening up to people. If there is friends or family that feel uncomfortable by this, you tell them to get over themselves, okay? And if they can't get over themselves, you have them call me and I'll say it for you. I'm not usually a cusser, but, like, get over your goddamn self. Like, you you, you call yourself friend or family, you're going to be here for me right now because as I'm mourning, I need you to support me in that. And it's okay to, right. say, to, it's okay to say to people, I need you to love me a little louder today. I know, and I need to let them because it's hard for me. I, I am the one that's been there for them for years, yeah. and it was— Trust me, when when roles switched, it got weird Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> if you are able to forgive yourself each day, just each day, and mourn, and let these people help you, you'll start to get there. Thanks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to get there. Yes, you will. I'll talk to you soon, Kat, okay? Okay. Have a good one now. You, say, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm just going to take a deep breath on that one because that is real life. And it really shows you how sometimes we can all just feel rejected by the life that we thought we're supposed to have or that we we believed we were going to have. And it's hard when life does not give you what you expected. You have to be able to mourn the loss of the life that you thought you were going to have and know that you are not being rejected by the world or by fate or by God. You're getting lessons that are going to help you to grow and heal and to help other people. Because as I said to Kat, that's my hero right there. Because I know she just helped a lot of people. You can't let the disappointment of rejection rule your life. Trust and believe, friends. This rejection doesn't define who you are. But through practice, surrounding yourself with people who love you and support you, you can find the space to overcome that rejection and feel good about yourself. I stand here today as someone who has been rejected by friends, family members, schools, jobs, you name it. I have been rejected from it. 
It's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel hurt. But it's not okay to live in those feelings forever. You got to ask for help. You got to find support. And you got to tell yourself that you're okay. Rejection doesn't make me. Rejection only allows me to see how great I am. Helps me to understand that other people are not going to always see the beauty in me. And sometimes I don't see that beauty in myself. But if I work on it and I try and I practice and I remember who I am at my core, then I know that I could get through that rejection. So thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate you, friends. I love you all so much and talk to you all very soon. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere, hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Hey, friends! Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's eufy.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799.